That one driven deep right field. Thank you, go. Go on for Morgan Chris. And Vincent Chamberlain. That ball. Going to the wall. Chamberlain the second for this first hit. Mounted second, going to third. For this first hit of the season. So, and the pitch. That one swung deep to left. And that one's gone! Savi Seaman with a three-run shot. And the Warhawks take the lead. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Podcast on D-Shot. And we, uh, doing a couple of these with the in terms of the WIAC. Um, obviously, this one with uh, Whitewater coach Kevin Bolas. The next one with um, Pete Jennings with Oshkosh. Um, obviously, with me being the Fox Valley, might as well hit the Oshkosh side, too. Um, but uh, I guess, Coach, um, last year we were sitting here talking about the non-conference schedule um, being one of the better non-conference schedules that you guys have had um, this year. Um, I guess kind of – obviously, we sit, sit here now, you one-upped it for, for this next year just um, – how big is this non-conference schedule this season? Obviously, this is going to be one of the things that's going to maybe make or break your season. Well, and that's, I mean, it, the non-conference season doesn't make or break your season. Um, it ultimately, in the end, um, whether we're 3-0 and um, or 0-3 after our uh, non-conference, it comes down to winning the conference, which is our team goal every year, D-Shot. And... Um, that's that's the key piece is one in the WIAC and that's our you know as you know you and I've talked yeah. in the past that is our one goal as a team is to win the WIAC and as we all know that's not easily done by any means that's our goal and uh, and I think that's ultimately you know that is ultimately the way we look at our non-conference schedule it's all in preparation for that it's all in preparation for getting ready for that first game in the conference play and every game that follows that and, and um, get an opportunity to play St. John's in the first game and Mary Harden Baylor and Barry, you know, a lot of times people are kind of ignoring Barry in this one. I'll tell you one thing, don't ignore them. Um, a team will regret that is uh, that's going to be great preparation for us to be able to know our strengths, know our weaknesses um, and ultimately know who we are as a team in that sense of that, uh, that that's what happens when you know your strengths and weaknesses. You know who you are as a team and what you need to do next. And, and that's what you want. What is this next practice going to be about? Well, I'll tell you one thing. After the St. John's game, we're going to learn a lot about ourselves. And, um, and the same thing after that Mary Harden-Baylor game and as well, Barry. And, uh, and again, you know, not looking too far ahead, but we open with um, UW Lacrosse, which is a fantastic football program, fantastic team. And so, I mean, it's it's uh, it's going to be great great preparation. I guess, Kevin. Um, obviously, what does it mean? Obviously, for the conference. Obviously, River Falls also has, I think, St. John's on the schedule. Um, I think uh, Pete has one of the Division Two teams on his schedule. I guess to kind of have high competition in the non-conference schedule across the league. What does that mean? And I've obviously with you guys having two playoff rematches. You know, and that's and that's the beauty of it is, and that's something that's not new. Um, 
Daniel. I mean, in all reality, bud, um, I've been in this league since 1990. And uh, all those coaches, those head coaches back in the 90s, in the early 2000s, and ever since then, um, our conference has been playing the D2 teams, has been playing the very top opponents because ultimately when it comes down to it, not a lot of people want to play a WIAC team. That, that's reality. It's what it is. And so when it comes down to it, um, we got to find the teams that are available. And St. John's, great football program. Not a lot of teams wanted to play them. And, and we were able to find a date and time that worked. And, and the same thing with Mary Harden, Baylor, and Barry. And, and so that's why historically this conference, man, you look back at our, the non-conference games, just crazy opponents. And, and that's something that's been really feeds to the strength of this program. Yes, it's respect, but also builds on itself. Like I said, for us, I mean, iron sharpens iron, iron sharpens iron. And when you play a tough team, you're going to, you're going to get better. You are. And, and, um, and that's something that's been a, really a common thing in this conference, whatever. Like I said, I've been a part of it since 1990. Um, it's, it's not a new concept. Okay. So we're going to get to kind of um, different, like the, we'll start with the often offensive side of the ball. First kind of thing is um, what does it mean to kind of have Nick Pashik back? Obviously Pete went and took the job at Oshkosh. So you had kind of a little bit of a hole to fill. Um, but obviously Nick was at Stout being the offensive coordinator over there. Um, what did, obviously, what, how much does that experience for him help with this position? And obviously how good is it to kind of have a familiar face back in that role? You know, Nick brings a lot to the table and I know that sounds very cliche. He does. It is real. Um, he's a young man that back in 2017, um, excuse me, 2016 is when he was, it was his first year here as a wide receivers coach. Um, I reached out to a friend of mine and asked him if he had anyone to recommend and he recommended Nick Peshek. And one of the things he told me, he goes, Kevin, one day he'll be your offensive coordinator. I mean, that, that was a bold statement. You know, that is a very bold statement. But the man that told me that was very, uh, let's put it this way, doesn't make a lot of bold statements. Pretty careful with what he says. And, and um, he was right. I knew that in those first three years that he was with us as our wide receivers coach, that this is a very talented human being that sees the big picture, sees how pieces of the puzzle come together, has that vision, uh, that has a great vision for all those details at each position, the, the basics, the fundamentals, the techniques. Um, an amazing teacher, his ability to be able to get his players to execute, for him to own the room, and manage the room. And, and, and uh, when I say that, I'm talking about the whole offense. Um, when I'm referring to that, um, establishes great relationships with his players, knows them really well. Um, and th that was the thing. I mean, he, he left here after the 18 season and, and um, went up to Stout. And if you look at his freshman year as an offensive coordinator, that's your freshman year. Typically, most of us guys, our first year of coordinating, I can tell you my first year of coordinating, I, heard, I hope they burn that film because that, that, that was not very good. For him, it was outstanding. I, I, I thought it was one of the most amazing freshman years for a coordinator that I've watched. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of guys that I didn't know were freshmen in their first year. And so, I mean, the opportunity, obviously, you're, 
you know, you hate losing a coordinator like Pete Jennings. You hate, you know, a friend of mine moves on and, and I'm excited for him and his new opportunity uh, at Oshkosh. But I had no doubt in my mind who, who the person I wanted in that position and if and when Pete moved on. And, and uh, Nick had a great spring, reaffirmed everything, why we're excited about him and excited about him leading our offense. All right. So um, getting to that offensive side of the ball, um, it's kind of like last year. Last year we, we were talking about the defense kind of having to replace some bodies. Um, this year it's kind of the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, does it feel like it's going to be, is it going to be a battle at quarterback a little bit? Because, um, you, you had a little bit of a small sample sample size from Evan Lewandowski, but obviously Evan Lewandowski brings experience from lacrosse. And I think it, a division one stop, um, Jackson Christ is somebody that I, I think would be somebody that maybe would fit into that battle a little bit too. Um, just kind of what's yep. your thought on the quarterback position. Now, the quarterback position, I mean, I, again, I'll be candid with you. I mean, obviously, hey, we come into camp and it's it's open house. Um, you know, as we speak today, Evan Lewandowski sits on the top of that depth chart. I mean, when we after leaving spring ball, and that's something that's earned in spring ball. Um, but when you got people like uh, Jackson Christ and Jason Sinetti, I mean, there, there's some two t- extremely talented young quarterbacks um, that we're very excited about. There, there's no doubt they will give Evan a run for his money. And, and uh, you know, um, we'll, we'll see what St. John's brings because ultimately then we'll find out who the starting guy is there. I mean, as, as we talked today, Evan's earned that spot after spring. Um, but I know uh, Jackson and Jason, um, they are competitive son of a guns and they, they, they are very talented as well. Um, running back position. Um... Obviously, Edmondson and Strasburg are the two guys back on that side of things. Um, feels like uh, Preston has been in the program forever. Um, but uh, Edmondson, obviously, those two guys had to sit behind Alex Pete for the last X amount of years. Um, what 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 is it going to be like? To, uh, what do you see out of them, obviously, in more of a bigger role in the offense? You bet. And, and that, that, that tailback crew is an exciting crew. It really is. You you, you got um, that room is extremely exciting. I mean, Strauss gives you that thumper, gives you that veteran, gives you an amazing leadership. He's one of our captains, um, and, and and there's no doubt. And then you get you have Jalen, who's got had a lot of game time. I mean, a great um, veteran uh, running back. He's got great speed, um, great vision to how he plays the game. But I'll tell you, we have some other guys, though, too. I mean, Tamir Thomas, who got some opportunities last fall, really took advantage of them. You know, you're going to see Tamir this year. Um, there's a wealth of talent in that room. You're, you know, um, Mikhail Harn is transferred in to us. Um, Mikhail is extremely talented. So, I mean, and then there's Drake Martin. I mean, goodness gracious. So there's really um, five, six guys there that give us some talent and depth at that position. Um, and so as much as, yes, I, I, you hate to see the Alex Peets move on, um, and we do, um, we feel very good about the, 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 those men in that room. How can that kind of be similar to, I'm, I'm blanking on, it'd be what, uh, 2013 would be the year that you guys had, um, I guess you guys were coming off the Desmond Ward year. 
but um, to, is it similar to that type of year where you had the J Rats, the Demos, yes. Eric Wade, yes. um, yep. Booker Ross, okay. that I, type I, of depth? I think you're going to see a number of guys get their opportunities and, and uh, earn their opportunities because that's what it is. It's something that they earn um, through the process of practice. Um, yeah, I mean, coming into last year, there's no doubt it, 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 there was that Alex Pete <clears throat> was really kind of the lead person getting the primary reps and, and those things. Um, you know, we'll see. Again, the job's wide open. Who knows? Somebody comes in and blows our doors off and, and they deserve more reps than others. That's how it works. And, and uh, that's an extremely talented group. Um, I always kind of want to bring, bring this up quick because if you ever needed an, an emergency quarterback, this is an incredible, credible, credible stretch because he's a cross country coach and he uh, uh, is the basketball coach over at Palmar Eagle, but he just transferred over to uh, uh, Whitewater um, for the FIED program. Or, and, and that if you ever needed an extra quarterback, um, Brandon Wild is at Whitewater. Um, right. Spent some time at Carroll, but I don't, I don't know if that that would be something you'd look at because obviously he led the state in passing two years. So I don't know if that'd be something if you'd ever look at that. I appreciate the lead, Daniel. Appreciate <laughs> yep. the lead. Um, obviously, wide receiver position: Tyler Holty, um, Sam Delaney are the kind of the guys coming back on that side. Uh, who are some guys to kind of step up in the receiving game? No doubt. I mean, and Tyler and Sam are really kind of leading that. They, they lead that room. They lead that room. And, and um, the, the impact that they make, their process is amazing. Their process of how they approach every practice, every meeting, it is so locked in. It is, it is so motivated. It is so urgent in everything that they do. And it, it's beautiful this past spring just watching them grab that room. They really grab that room, and and um, there's a number of young guys that are that, you know you know us we we don't just play two wide receivers or even three. I mean there's there's a number of young men that really jumped at us coming out of spring ball and 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 um, you know everything from Josh Mayer, big tall guy, big physical guy, um, you know uh, he really you know you're going to see him this fall. Uh, Stephen Hine, whose older brother Egan plays corner for us. Steven really had a fantastic spring and, and uh, Nick Hall. Um, so there's some young guys there. Now there is some speed, buddy. Uh, um, that, that's the thing that this could be one of the fastest wide receiver cores um, we've ever had. And then, oh, shoot, I'm forgetting Shelvin Garrett. Uh, was an All-American, two-time All-American jumper, triple jumper. I mean, there is some athleticism and speed in that group. Uh, Dane Hudson, goodness, I could keep on going on here. I just keep on throwing names at you, pal. But um, and, and you have to kind of replace some bodies at tight end, if I'm correct, right? Besides, yeah, Zach I mean, uh, um, so I mean, at tight end position, you got Mike Coates and and um, and Zach Sherman, and you're also going to see a guy, um, you know, Drew Dulupowski. Hopefully, I didn't butcher his uh, Drew's name too bad there. Um, you know, you lose somebody like Zausch. Zausch is a guy who could catch a ball, six foot six, 250 pounds, you know. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. I mean, these guys, Sherman, Sherman's ability to run routes, it, you know, a lot of times you think you have a tight end run a route. And, uh, maybe we should put a wide receiver in instead of him. Nah, you don't have to do that with Sherman. Um, 
and and uh, he's a guy that that can run amazing routes and and drew's a guy like i said you'll see very physical um kind of brings that physicality of jared Zow. so that, that's definitely going to be a, a bit by committee in replacing him and and uh but feel very good about those three um how much does it benefit the receiving core that there's a track star um on that receiving core it seems like kind of the the old school whitewater not not really that old school whitewater reference to that would be like the the luminette of the receiving core i guess you know you know and it, it's this is the thing i mean it's it's um there's an old saying and it is very true you either have speed either you have speed or you're chasing it and and um when you have people like shelvin um that can run the way he does Truly amazing. Steve Hine, you're going to see his speed now. Um, and, and it's um, obviously Sam Delaney can run. So, I mean, that, yeah, having that type of talent and, and uh, um, we're really excited. Last year, you saw Shelvin play. He played some. He would step in for um, whiz at times. And uh, um, he's definitely a guy that uh, he's entering into a second year of college football. So you're, you're going to see great growth from him. All right, offensive line, I need to um, hit on a guy because I'll probably do something on him um, for the Times Villager. Um, so, obviously, you lose Gannon. Um, I don't remember what else you guys lost in the offensive line, but you got to talk about um, – I think his first name's Nate, and he's from Little Shoot. Well, we got a bunch of Nates. So, we got, um, we got Nathan Zach. And um, he's going to be at our center position. Um, um, Nate Van Langfeld, you can see yep. him playing this year as well. Um, and uh, that's right, Nathan Zach's from Germantown. And uh, um, no, that's you're going to see some new names there. there there's no doubt about it. Um, excited about, um, I mean, uh, Nathan Van Langfeld, you talk about a gritty son of a gun that likes, loves to play the game physically. And, and he flies around and hits the game. He's like a linebacker, to be honest with you, the way he flies around. And Nathan Zach's the same way. Um, you're going to see some veterans there with, with um, you know, Seth Roberts. Wasn't a starter for us last year, but he's a senior, and, and his time is now. And, and really excited about Seth coming into the year. Um, you're going to see a veteran like Brendan Cavanaugh, who's, who's a starter for us last year. Um, so we lose some people. You know what I mean? We lose some people, Kyle Gannon and and – um, Brandon Ossprung and Doug Kosh. So I mean, that, those are the those are the spots we get to fill. But um, again, um, one of the most important things we do in this program, Daniel, is we're in a constant state of development of our younger players. And so I mean, when we get ahead in some of those games, or have gotten ahead in some of those games that we did last year, when the score got a little lopsided, we were able to get the Seth Roberts, the Nathan Zachs, and Nathan Van Langfelts. Um, a lot of snaps, a lot of snaps and, and prepare them. And, and, you know, Addison DeChambeau, um, you know, to name a few of those guys. And uh, so it's not like uh, when they jump on that field against St. John's or rookies, by no means. Um, they've had a lot of game experience and, and uh, they have earned their opportunities. How much does it motivate that offensive line, obviously, with what Quinn's doing in the NFL? You know, it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're really happy for Quinn. You're really excited for Quinn. It's great for our program. It shows people that 
um, you can come to UW Whitewater and get noticed. And, and a lot of times people are in the assumption that, oh, you got to be D1. That's the only way those people at D3 are going to get ignored. Now, NFL scouts are not going to let that happen. And, and um, Quinn just serves as obviously a great respect for him in the sense of uh, his work ethic and commitment. A number of these guys have had an opportunity to watch him practice and how he managed his day-to-day -day process, whether it was in the classroom or on the practice field or in the weight room, or how he conducted himself as a human being. And that serves as an amazing role model uh, for not just the old line, but everybody on this team. All right, let's go to the to, to your your strong suit of uh, of coaching, the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, this was a spot that last year, um, um, getting guys like obviously Egan Hine and Kyle Kulpuner, among others, um, got some experience last year. Um, talk about that side of the ball a little bit and. Uh, who are some guys that you think are are going to step up this year? Well, and it's you know we'll start off with the two you mentioned. Let's start off with the DBs and and um, Egan Hine. You know he, he's a junior. He's a junior this year, and uh, and he's a team captain. In my years of coaching, I've only been I've and I've been coaching for over thirty five years. There's only four guys I've ever been around that were juniors, and um, Quinn Miners was one of them. Let's put it that way. And um, that tells you a lot about who they are and how they play their game, how they do the things I talked about, Quint, how they manage themselves in the classroom, how they manage themselves, um, and I'm saying football classroom, um, how they manage themselves in general life, how they manage themselves on a football field. Excited about Egan leading that room. Really excited about him. Um, and... Uh, you know, he's a guy that is a playmaker. Let's put it that way. And that's what you got to have as a corner. And, you know, Thomas Winowski, um, bringing him back as a starter, that is fantastic. Um, great experience. Thomas may not be the tallest guy, but he found a way to make plays. Kyle Koblinger is a great story. I mean, here's a guy that was a freshman last year. He was um, newcomer of the year in our conference um, as, as a safety, which that is tough. Because the safety is, is basically the quarterback. Of the, our two safeties are really the quarterbacks of our defense. I'm really excited about Kyle in, in that role. Um, so, I mean, it's we return a lot of guys on D. But in some ways, we're still very young. We're, we're very, we don't have many seniors. To be honest with you, we got one senior. And that's um, kind of jumping to the D line. Or, excuse me, two seniors. Uh, uh, excuse me, three seniors. I'm going to get this right yet, but, um, you know, um, but one of those seniors is um, Kyle Gallagher, who's also really the leader of that crew. Could be the most physical D-line I've been around. Could be. I'm not saying it is. But, it, you know, just coming into this season could be the most, one of the most physical D-line I've been around um, and, and been fortunate to have been around some pretty physical D-lines. And um, Kyle Gallagher really being the lead of that group. I mean, you got uh, Justin Allen, brings you some speed off that edge as a defensive end, who, and, and Roy Panther as well. You're going to see more of Roy this year. Um, at those defensive tackle positions, we had a couple of those freshmen with um, Reed Farrington and Matt Burba. Man, they, 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 are, um, they took strides all last fall. 
they, they, at the end of the year, they were like veterans. They were playing like juniors, to be honest with you. And so to have those two sophomores back, that, that's pretty exciting. Um, it, it, it could be as physical D-line group I've, I've been around. Now, we'll see. We'll see, bud. I mean, that, that's me trying to forecast it. But uh, um, but you'll notice I'm pretty safe with it. I'm not guaranteeing it. Um, at that linebacker core, that's where we have a little more. That's a little more of a senior-laden group. You got Shane McGrail coming back as an outside linebacker. He's a senior for us. And then we got we moved Ryan Liska into the middle linebacker position, um, which I, th I think is a perfect fit for him. Um, his physicality, his ability to play downhill, is fantastic. Um, and then that other outside backer position. I mean, you're you're going to see a number of guys. I mean, whether it be uh, Luke Nelson, uh, Luke Nelson. Daniel Baguette, um, you know, there, there's some other guys there. Um, you know, um, there, there's um, Cam Hunt. Boy, there's a name that you're going to hear more of this year um, for sure. And um, Marquez um, Williams. I mean, I'm telling you, there, there's some there's some guys. Um, so that's a talented group. It's the most senior-laden group of our defense this year. Um, just kind of um... – I don't know if he's still is is Aiden Calderon still with you guys or Aiden is Aiden is Aiden okay. had a fantastic spring. Um, I know I know Mac I know Mac was saying last year when I asked about him the in the player thing he was saying he's a behemoth of a human being. I would guess <laughs> obviously Aiden would also man. Aiden would probably also benefit from. I think I don't know if he's still with. I don't know if he's with Quinn's sister or something like that, or he kind of might benefit benefit. You know, Aiden's, Aiden's a guy that, you know, one of the things that you look at, um, freshman year is really a tough year for everybody. And so the big thing you look at, I look at, is how do they, um, what's spring ball like for them? You know, how do they, do they make a big leap in spring ball or do they not make a big leap in spring ball? He made a great leap this spring. His play, his consistency of play, um, he, 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 he'd moved past being a freshman. He, he was, he was starting to play like a sophomore and that's beautiful when you see that happening in spring ball, cause that, that, that's a forecast in his future. If that makes sense. Mm. I guess for him, is it, is it kind of neat that you get like the last dude that you had from Palmer Eagles, probably Beaver, right? I mean, we've had a few guys, but in the sense of, yes, being, you know, playing a lot on game days, I mean, no doubt. Justin is about as legendary as you can get. Okay. Um, special teams, that's another thing. Um, I've seen uh, Maldonado left um, for a bigger opportunity. Just kind of what's that kicker spot going to look like or just the special teams in general? You know, Coach O'Grady's got a very talented crew coming in. We had a group of guys with us this past spring and, and – um, that one, you know, we'll, it's going to have to play out. Um, do we feel very good about that crew? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the big thing, and Coach O'Grady would tell you, leg strength is the biggest thing he's looking for. Is somebody that brings that power, whether it's the power and hang time on a punt and and um, or whether it's the, the power on a kickoff. I mean, and, and that's going to be a big piece. Um, we're excited. we got a number of really talented um uh, we got some really nice long snappers coming into camp. Um, so that's going to be a really great, probably the best competition I've seen at um, long snapping, which um, I know is very underscored by people. 
people have no idea the importance of that person. And um, that's a really talented group. One of the other aspects I'm really excited might be one of the most, I'm pretty confident saying this, it's the most ta talented returner group I've ever been around um, in all reality between um, Sam Delaney, whether it's kick or punt returns, Dane Hudson, um, kick or punt returns, Tyler Holty, um, that really uh, fantastic returners this year. So it's not just kickers and punters when you talk about specialists. Okay. Um, actually, last year was the first year of the Isthmus Bowl. Um, I guess, obviously, there's another um, bowl game now in the state um, for Division Three um, with one of the other conferences. Um, what What are your kind of thoughts that there's there's two of these bowl games at the D3 level in the state now? Awesome. More opportunity. More opportunities for kids to be able to play the game they love. And, and if we can make more opportunities for them, um, I, I tell you this, you know, and, and you've met Coach O'Grady and you know he's a, he's a thinker and he uh, loves his math. And um, he did this. He measured this out. The amount of time that our kids put into football, the amount of time. So he's talking about the lifting time, the running times that they put in during the off season, during the, the practice times that they put in, the classroom times that they put in. Do you know what percentage of the game um, is game? What percentage of what they put into college football is game? 0.03%. People must think we're nuts. For us to put that much time, any hours and effort and hard work into the, that, think how passionate these people are about it. They don't even get scholarships, Daniel. They don't yeah. get scholarships. They get a pair, of t they get a t-shirt and shorts when our guys come into camp. That's what they get. And um, they commit that much time to something where only 0.03% of it is game. And um, so my point is, as many games as we could get them, Heck, let's get them. I love the idea. I think it builds competition within our conferences. It's great opportunities for our kids and, and just a fantastic experience to be in a bowl setting. All right, let's get to the conference a little bit. Obviously, lacrosse took some strides up last year. River Falls took some strides up last year with winning the Isthmus Bowl. Um, obviously, Pete's at Oshkosh. Um, Vinay's at Stevens Point. Just um, what are the thoughts on the conference this year? Uh, I, I think I say the same thing every year, Daniel, but it's just the truth. It's just real. Um, it's an adventure every Saturday. When we get into conference play, uh, one of my favorite things is to do after a game is to walk in here, pull up my computer and see the scores. And um, I'll tell you one thing, I, I would never be very good at predicting them. And it's really amazing. It's um, WIC. Not a question, best football conference, best athletic conference in the country. And, and that is not even a question. Um, and so you better be ready against lacrosse. You better be ready against River Falls. It's amazing, it, it's fantastic what Coach Annis has done and continuing to build on what Coach Schmidt had there. Matt Walker's done nothing but continue to build and, and improve that program and team. I'm really excited about Luke Benet being at Stevens Point. I, I've known Luke a long time. I consider him a friend and 
and uh, he understands how to teach it right and how to do it right. He will get pointer football back and and where they want it to be. And and obviously, yeah, Oshkosh, um, Pete's a fantastic coach. Um, for him to have an opportunity to take over one of the best football programs in the country, uh, what an amazing opportunity. And, and shoot, talk about Platteville, Crimea, I haven't even mentioned them, better be ready. And 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 uh, excited to see what Coach Munns is doing there. And and uh, one of the probably unsung, you know, to me of our league is is Stout. Um, they Clay does an amazing job there, and and they play historically great defense. They've gotten their offense rolling now, um, and so I mean it's it's going to be. An adventure every Saturday when you check those scores, I can tell you that. And uh, better not take anybody for granted. Better not take and I, and and I don't think anybody in our league does because you'd be you'd be a fool for doing it. Um, because every team's going to bring the heat uh, in this league, and it's the most physical brand of football in this league. And I think that's what really separates this league from the other leagues is how physical we play the game here in Wisconsin. And, and uh, um, I think that's the thing that separates us from the other leagues uh, in, the, in Division Three. All right. So um, I guess how big is it to have, obviously, you got Quinn Miners and Jake Kumaro in the NFL. Uh, Famous Hasty is um, in the indoor league. I'm thinking of Sioux Falls, if I'm correct. Um, and then Matt Barrett's a coordinator with the Green Bay team um, just to have – kind of Warhawk football represented at those two levels. And obviously we had in what Lance is doing at Kansas. Yeah. Um, was, what does that mean to the program? Well, and that's, and, and I'll tell you this, Wiz ain't done playing football either. So, you know, there, there's a lot of, um, I think the thing that it shows you is just one, the quality of the program, not even a question, quality of the individuals that we bring here, uh, the quality of experience that we supply to those people, whether it's coaches or players, it, it is UW-Whitewater, and it's not just a football thing. It's an amazing stage. It's an amazing stage to be on, whether it's our women's basketball team, whether it's our women's softball or men's baseball, it don't matter. Um, it's such a big part of the culture here and the experience for all students, not for just the student athletes. It, it's, it's a part of the culture of experience for all of our students. And um, it's really cool to be a part of something where our kids have, have an opportunity, and we do have an opportunity to be on the big stage. And, and um, playing, playing in the WIC, going to the, hey, shoot, I don't know if you've ever been to the WIC um, track meet, conference track meet, oh my God. I mean, the talent, the level of talent is utterly amazing and um it's re really great representation though of, of warhawk athletics and and that helps us build our tradition of excellence here um i guess kind of what were your thoughts on obviously quinn's first year with the broncos how cool was it to kind of hear wisconsin whitewater on sunday night football when he had to do the the player uh, introduction thing um, and then what kind of steps do you think he takes there um, in year two, obviously, with Russell Wilson now as the quarterback in Denver? You know, it's, it's really an exciting um, 
you know, I'm sure Quinn would tell you it's been an exciting past two years in all reality. And, and this year is, is the next step in that process for him. Um, knowing Quinn and having talked to Quinn, he doesn't take it for granted. He, he knows that uh, where he's at, um, you know, the old saying, the NFL, not for long. I mean, you better not take it for granted. And he doesn't. He doesn't take a day for granted. Does it surprise me that he's, he's um, I couldn't have predicted where he was at right now. But I can, I, I do know this. I, I, I knew this two years ago. They were going to get the best version of him every dang day, whatever that was. Now, whether that was good enough for him to be a starter, whether that was good enough for him to be, um, make the roster. I do know one thing, every single day, he was going to lay it on the line. His process of how he does all his things, and I've already said it once, everything he does, it is ingrained into his fabric to minimize distractions, because there's things in life, I'm sure at that level, I know at that level, that are pretty big, big distractions. Quinn will not allow that to happen. He, he keeps his priorities right in life. And I'm really excited about this fall camp form. Uh, um, I'm not going to predict anything other than I do know, I'm sure he's probably practicing out in Denver today, and they are getting the best version and every bit of what he can give on every snap. And that that, that is real about Quinn. Um, I guess kind of, I thought of this right away, just kind of talk about kind of like the amount of guys that have played at Whitewater, whether that maybe they went and became a head coach. Obviously there's a lot of, probably a lot of um, whitewater representation in terms of the of head coaches or assistant coaches in the high school football um, in the state. I think Ben Farley is an example. Um, uh, just kind of what does that mean? And obviously kind of also with kind of professional football, so you have Matt Barrett with the Green Bay Blizzard, Eric Studisville, obviously with what Lance is doing in Kansas, um, just kind of what does that mean to kind of have so much representation from former players that have gone on and became head coaches or assistant coaches, either high school or elsewhere? Whitewater is a place where you can come to to chase your dreams. And sometimes you may not even realize what your dream is. And, and um, you know, Lance Leipold played here back in the 80s. If you would have asked him then that, that he would have been an FBS head coach, I, I don't, I doubt if Lance could have predicted that. And, but it is a place, Eric Studisville, uh, Matt Barrett, all the people you mentioned. Um, we might as well it, add in Mike Dufresne there too, because he's at Mike Finlandia. Yeah, there's so many, you and I could sit here and list them all, but it is a place where you can come and chase your dreams and learn your dream, learn what your dream is going to be. And, and that to me is what really makes this place special. It, it really is, um, Daniel. And, and um, of all the places I've had an opportunity to coach, there is no doubt um, that, that a person has a chance to do that here. All right. These, la these uh, last three questions are kind of uh, favorite, favorite Whitewater sports moments so far. Um, I'll start with that one. Oh, my goodness. Um, boy, that's Daniel. There's too many. There's so many. There's okay. so many. But uh, I'm going to bail out on you and say I got five rings at home 
and there's five of them right there, my man. Okay. Um, this is the question that I've um, I wanted to ask you last year. I probably asked this to some other um, any other coaches at Whitewater. If you had to name the most iconic play in Warhawk football history, what would that be in your opinion? Because I, the one that pit pump that goes up in my head, I, I think of Brady Graybold pick six, 2013 Stag Ball. Wow. Good pick. Good pick. Um, I'm looking at a picture right now of Aaron Roosh diving into the end zone, reaching the ball to make it in the end zone against Mary Harden Baylor or Mount Union, Mount Union, my fault against Mount Union. I don't know if you've seen that picture, you know, which one I'm talking about. And remember okay. the long delay where they had to review it on video. Would have been would that have been 09? Because that might be right where right before I think it was 09. That might have been right before my association with Whitewater. Yeah, I think it was 09. I think you are I'll have, to, I'll have to go rewatch that game because that game's on YouTube. All right. You um, got it, my man. Let me know if I, if we're right on the 09. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Um this last thing, obviously we lost a, a Whitewater legend um a couple weeks ago. I asked this to Ryan Callahan. I, I might ask this to some other Whitewater coaches and in, in some uh, future podcasts and reviews. Um, in terms of, I might ask Pat Miller this. You know, we'll we'll see. Um, favorite Tommy Laney story, or what? Do, what What are you going to remember most about Tommy? <laughs> uh, Tommy was an amazing guy. In fact, I got his bobblehead sitting right behind me. And uh, he's sitting on my window ledge watching me every day. And uh, we're going to miss Tommy. We're going to miss Tommy. And, and Tommy was a guy that came every day, came to be a part of this, loved being a part of this, added to what we, team grandpa, ultimately. Um, wow, the, fa the most favorite Tom Laney story. Boy, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I can think about the times on his birthday, uh, him pounding on the rock with the players. We, we pound on the rock on our Thursdays. And on his birthday, we would let him pound the rock. Him imitating Elvis. He did an amazing um, Elvis uh, imitation, uh, to be honest with you. Um, his fit, my favorite line for Tommy was, uh, I would ask him, Tommy, did you get a haircut today? And he goes, no, I got them all cut. So... It made me laugh every time he said it. So, um, now we'll miss our man, Tommy. And uh, But we know he's watching us. We know he's watching us. All right. Thanks, Coach. Um, good, luck. good luck this season. Um, I'm going to try to get out to some games. Obviously, I'm more busier um, now, probably this year than recent years. But uh, So, I'll try to get to – I want to get to the Mary Harden-Baylor game. I might take my boss to that one. Um Homecoming, I'll try to get to Oshkosh game. I'm missing because I'm obviously Friday night lights with uh, Kimberly and Kakana going at it on the final week of the high school football season. So um, good luck the rest of the, good, good luck this season. Well, thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate the time. I'll tell you one thing, buddy, you, you keep on pushing to get uh, 20,000 people in the perk on September 10th, a game against Mount um, Mary Harden Baylor. Uh, Let's pack the perk and let's have a lot of fun. Let's break some records and get twenty thousand here. All right. Um, yeah. Get get some get some Fox Valley 
players there. Get some Kimberly Kalkana, little shooting rights down. Because I'll be I'll be stoked if you guys right. get any mm -hmm. of them. All right. Thanks. All right. All right. Thanks, Daniel. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Podcasts on D-Shot. Feel free to give any of the other episodes a listen, as a lot of them have some great, exciting content, as well as some great interviews. Don't forget to give my Facebook page a like, Daniel Shotler Journalist, as well as give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at dshot1992. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find this. And hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and have a good day.